Hello and welcome to Out and About in Malovians. I'm your host, Jeremy Barfer. As part of my job as Member of the Scottish Parliament, I get to travel around Malovians, meeting interesting people and hearing about how the companies, charities and projects that they work for benefit and contribute to our community. On this podcast, I will share their stories. On today's episode, I'm looking forward to talking to Elaine Duncan of the Scottish Bible Society. So Elaine, Scottish Bible Society, mm-hmm. what is it? Well, we're a Bible society, so we're all about the Bible. And we are, our. I guess our passion is we want to share the Bible. So we, we want folk in Scotland, we want to encourage them to read the Bible. Interestingly, obviously we do that within the church, but also beyond the church. But we also are part of the United Bible Societies, 157 Bible societies across the world, and we actively fundraise to support some of the work of other Bible societies who are sharing the Bible in their context as well. So, why not just give everybody a Bible and say, go and read it? Well, if I give you any book, would you just read it, you know? So, we, we want... Our approach is to offer the Bible to people in a very open-handed way. You can't force anybody to read anything, you know, and and it's not our job to tell people what they should believe about the Bible. But we do think it's a most intriguing book and a really important book for people's personal lives, community life and national life. So we really work quite hard at encouraging people uh, to read it. We do give away a Bible sometimes, often not the whole Bible, not because we're mean, but the Bible's a big book. Um, and not many people kind of would open it, start at the beginning, and then manage to read all the way through it. So quite often we're presenting, within in Scotland, we're presenting the Bible in kind of what we might call bite-sized pieces. So maybe a gospel, or maybe just the New Testament. Um, a lot of people fascinated by uh, the Psalms in the Old Testament, very kind of rich poetry. Um, Because the Bible is a kind of a library of books, there's all sorts of different types of literature in it. Um, And so so actually there's something for everybody in terms of what people's interest might be. But of course the key thing is helping people to see that the Bible has something very significant to say about who God is, and then, therefore, who are we in the light of the existence of God? So someone may have just stumbled across this podcast mm. and they may say, well, that's fine, you're right. And, you know, I started reading Leviticus or I started reading <laughs> um, Genesis and it really made not a lot of sense to me. So if I'm new to the Bible, mm-hmm. where do I start? Well, I would recommend something that, that we've just published earlier this year, and it's the New Testament, but it's um, it's called Love, Death and Resurrection, and it actually has reordered the books of the New Testament, so they're not set out in quite the way a traditional Bible would be set out, and it starts with Luke's Gospel, because I think you want people to start by considering who is Jesus, you know, he's the most intriguing character in the Bible and, and very significant. So it starts with Luke's Gospel, who, and Luke writes a very kind of orderly account of Jesus's life. 
um, starts with his birth. I mean, anybody that's been in and around a church at Christmas would recognise, you know, some of the first couple of chapters of, of Luke. Um, and then goes right through to his uh, arrest and his trial and his death and then his resurrection. And then it's followed by the book of, of uh, in the Bible, most Bibles called the Acts of the Apostles, which is really the birth of the church. But actually, it, it's really the Acts of Jesus Christ continued after his after his resurrection. And then um, other uh, books from the New Testament kind of flow from that. People, and it's set out like an ordinary book. I mean, anybody that's maybe seen an old family Bible or, or even just a Bible in the in a church will notice that it doesn't really always look like an ordinary book because it's got two columns per page. It's got very thin paper because it's a big book. It's got big numbers that are the chapter numbers. It's got little numbers that are the verse numbers for kind of reference purposes. But they're not part of the original documents. Um, and so the love, death and resurrection is just a single column. There's no chapter numbers, there's no verse numbers. And even people who are used to reading the Bible are finding it really helpful because it's just feel, there's nothing to interrupt the flow of the story. Mm -hmm. um, and so even people that have maybe been Christians for a long time reading the Bible um, are, are just finding that they're reading it more than they would normally. That's a good result for us. So those who I come across hmm. within my life um, who aren't Christian, we, we, you know, we wouldn't claim Christian, we say, well, look at the Bible. It's anti-women, it's anti-minorities, it's pro-slavery. How can you read a book in 21st century Scotland that seems to pick on so many minorities? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's a good, good question, and I think, you know, any any book, any any literature has you you've got to take it um, with its original intent, you know. So a, a lot of people that want to be, in a sense, students of the Bible will take a bit of time to try and understand some of the background. Um, you know, I mean, Old Testament. We're, we're talking about you know, ancient um, civilizations that are being kind of described and, and situations that are being described. And, and it does sound very strange to our 21st century eyes. But I think when you do understand something of the cultural background um, of both Old Testament and New Testament, then, then actually you begin to see some of those things that you've highlighted um, in, a, in quite a different light, you know. So... Um, I mean, as a woman, you know, people say to me, oh, but the, the, the Bible's, uh, you know, anti-women. And it's not at all. It's incredibly pro-women. You know, uh, even the Old Testament, it was written in a very patriarchal culture. There, it's, it's almost as if this, there's this unfolding thread through the, through the whole of the Bible that keeps affirming the dignity, worth and equality of women and men. Um, so, so actually, I find it, as a woman, incredibly liberating. I mean, again, if you go back 100 years, even 50 years, we were known as the Book of the Bible. The Bible is central to Scottish culture, yes. heritage. Uh -huh. Clearly, that's not the case anymore. No. 
a very small minority go to church, very small minority read the Bible. You said in one of your answers there that the Bible has relevance to society as well as communities mm -hmm. and individuals. What role does the Bible can play within 21st secular Scotland? I think, yeah, I mean, the, the, the primary purpose of the Bible is actually to show us who God is. You know, and, and, and anything else that flows from the Bible, you, you can't really detach it from, from that. But having said that, it also tells us a lot about who we are as human beings. And it's very real about the things that divide us as human beings. Um, you know, whether that is age or gender or nationality, race, whatever. I mean, those things are just there and very real in the Bible. Um, but it, it constantly and regularly promotes the value and worth of a human being simply because they're a human being created by a loving God. Um, and if you, even if you think about you know the the Old Testament and the what the Old Testament refers to is the giving of the law, the Ten Commandments. I mean, a lot of people would still have a vague idea about the Ten Commandments, um, but if you think about those, they're actually. I mean, the f the first four are about how we as as humans should relate to God, but the other six are about how should we live well in community. And if there's anything we need in Scotland and in any nation in the world today, you know, those values about how do we live well together and in community, um, we need those things. And, and that to me is, is the, the, you know, part of the relevance of, of people engaging with the Bible, even though that they may start that and not really have any great interest in what it's saying about God. Uh, but even if they begin to look at um, the Bible's teaching on on how we relate well together, it's incredibly insightful. I mean, I think that's interesting because, you know, wherever you sit within civic society, we see society changing. We mm -hmm. see lots of social issues. We see homelessness. We see drug abuse, we see family breakdown, mm. it, it, it's across our whole country to, to varying degrees. Um, do you think we've lost something by, you know, whether we have a, a faith or not, that those basic principles, have, have we lost those within Scotland? Yeah, I mean, I was asked recently, just this week, actually, to write something, you know, one of the newspapers had done a, a survey down south of... Um, um, ministers in the Ang Anglican Church and so I was asked to contribute to you know is the UK a Christian country and I mean, you have to define what you mean by Christian in, th in that thing but you know my answer is because we're, we're only given about 100 words to respond to the question but my answer focused on well how is a nation judged on its values you know and, and are those values coming from the Bible, you know. So what you said earlier, Jeremy, about um, you know Scotland used to be known as the land of the book, and and it, you know, it was just accepted that everybody had a Bible at home. It, it, there was often the family Bible. I mean, we still get phone calls here, people that have got a family Bible, and they, you know, maybe a, somebody's died and they're clearing a house, 
and they want to know what to do with it because there's there's this real sense of of they want to value it and the thing is it's only a value really mm. to the family you know so they're not mm. always very happy when we say look just put it in the recycling mm. um but the the place of the of the bible as kind of central to family life and community life just meant that those values that are there that are very deep-seated in terms of what it means to be human um were I think we're just more regularly acknowledged and, and maybe lived out. I mean, I spoke at the Parliament recently on a um, time for reflection and, and took the, um, the words from the mace. And they're all biblical value words, like justice and compassion. Can't remember what the other two are. Do you, can you remember? Uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yes. That's awful. I can only remember two out of four, isn't it? Um, but you see that most days, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a fair point. Um, so how do you... Just a wee bit about yourself. Obviously, you're kind of in charge of a Scottish Bible Society here. How does someone end up doing this job? Um, I suppose... Uh, if I think about myself and I think about my predecessors um, were people who are convinced about the truth of the Bible, uh, were followers of the Lord Jesus um, and were keen that other people have the opportunity to know about Jesus and decide for themselves, you know, is, is this someone worth following, committed my life to or not? And so, I mean, that's why we want people to to have the bible um, my own personal journey was i studied psychology i was keen to be a clinical psychologist so i worked in a psychiatric unit for a while to get some experience before further study and then actually moved into christian ministry with students um, and then worked with scripture union in scotland and then i've come to the bible society so um, psychology degree is useful every day, but I've never used it as a an actual <laughs> academic degree. I suppose you're in one of a few people in a unique position to see the church maybe slightly detached that you're not in it day in, day out, local congregations, but you see what's going on mm-hmm. across the whole of Scotland. Um and we see decline, we, you know, we see the Church of Scotland looking at closing churches, we see other denominations in a similar way as well. Mm-hmm. As you look, are you a pessimist or is there sign, any sign of hope for the Church in Scotland? Yeah, I think you can't be a follower of Jesus and not think there's signs of hope. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, for sure, Jeremy, the, the general backdrop is one of decline but having said that the the number of bright lights of churches congregations in local communities that are alive they've got the whole spectrum of ages they you know they've they've got loads of children and teenagers who are an active part of the church on a week by week basis there are enough of those around Scotland to give me to give me hope and I, and I guess in terms of our work here in Scotland then we would we would be um, 
an organisation that would partner with the church. And so when I talked earlier about the, you know, the kind of bite-sized bits of the Bible that we might want, really that's to help the church do their work and mission in their community um, so that they've got something that's very gospel-based for their mission. Um, so that's the, how, and, and, but we also know that sometimes folk within the church re-engage with the Bible and therefore re-engage with God and with the Lord Jesus. And actually that builds their confidence because I, I think because of the way the media speak about religion and Christianity at the moment, I, I think there are a lot of people who are Christians, but they feel on the back foot. And so that, that kind of erodes confidence. Um, and, you know, there are there are schools, there are workplaces where people are quite nervous to say that they're Christians. That's awful in a in a yeah. in a free country, you know. So, I mean, just as, you know, we would want to maintain, um, I think, freedom of speech is a really important thing. I mean, where people are willing to be free with their speech in a kindly and um, considerate way, that's even better uh, in, a, in a society. But I, I think it's, it's sad that we've got to that state of play in Scotland where, where people are, are kind of just nervous and anxious about admitting that they go to church mm. or that they're a Christian. Mm. Um, so yeah, but, but I, I would I never lose hope about the church because it's it's not the institution, it's the life of believers, followers of Jesus in a community, and I think um, in that sense it, it will not die. And of course because we're part of a very global um, fellowship of Bible societies, the church is growing in other parts of the world in a way that would stagger us. Yeah, I, I had actually hoped to touch on that. I might have to come back in early. It could be fascinating to get what's going on in other parts of the world and, and, and how the Bible is perceived in other parts of the world. But I think our time is, has almost gone, unfortunately. So let me conclude with my normal final question. If I hand over a, a wand, magic wand, what would make a difference? You know, what is the thing that would help you as a Scottish Bible Society? maybe fulfill your call and mission more? Yeah, I think, I mean, I suppose what would help us here in Scotland would be um, an openness and a willingness for um, people to explore faith. Um, and, I, and I think that would that would help the church. Um, I think, you, and, I, and I think people have questions about faith and, and about things that we would describe as kind of spirituality and spiritual things. So an, an openness where we're able to just, without anybody forcing beliefs onto anybody else, but open conversations, open discussions. Our best scenario is open discussions around the Bible and what do people think about it. That would be, that would be great for us. But I also think there would be an impact from that in our communities um, and, and I think if you think about those those values of of love of mercy of forgiveness kindness being lived out in our communities 
I mean, what a difference that that would make as, you know, old people who feel nervous and afraid about going over their threshold, but just helped by neighbours. And you see it a lot, but, but the media don't report good news stories, do they? That's very true. Um, Elaine, thank you so much for your time um, and thank you for, for your insight. Really appreciate that. Well, thank you for coming along and it's good to, good to chat to you, as ever. It was great to hear from Elaine and it was interesting to hear about her view of where the Bible fits in 21st century Scotland today. We'll put a link to their website in the show notes that you can go to if you want to find out more. Thank you for listening to Out and About in Melovians and I look forward to catching up next time.